This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I had such a great conversation with our, our next guests on their show. I had to get them onto the program and uh, expose you to their to their greatness. It was a it was a good time. We had a very good conversation. Emmy award winning game show legend Chuck Woolery and polymath and serial entrepreneur Mark Young. They are a team tackles the toughest issues of the day. Their show Blunt Force Truth is part talk show, part TED Talk. Exploring topics one at a time by setting aside the political rhetoric and laying out some truth using science, research, and them elusive facts. Hey, guys, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris, it's Chuck Woolery, and I'm right here, and I'm happy to be here. I mean, great introduction, but you're like the hardest working man in radio. <laughs> well, uh, these days, uh, coming out of the economy that we've we've been, we've enduring for the last eight years, uh, it's it's a necessity. Look, uh, we'll go, we'll go back and forth because I have a lot of questions for you guys, not only about uh, about personal issues with you guys, but also with uh, some of the issues of the day. And Chuck, first with you, yep, being sir. a conservative in the entertainment yeah. business, uh, we we all watched Oprah when she came out. Uh, in support of Barack Obama and what happened to her career and her support, not only financially, but her audience, it just, you know, was cut in half. What was your experience? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happens is uh, once you uncloak yourself, uh, she as a a liberal and me as a conservative, uh, you you really lose half your audience uh, because everybody, you know, everybody wants to be liked. I don't care if you're President Trump or anybody else. Everybody wants to be liked. It's nice to be liked. But uh, the minute you, you get into politics, uh, sometimes religion, it's one of the two things your mother always tells you not to talk about in, in uh, nice company and good company. So uh, once you express those views with any kind of hardiness at all, uh, people are going to break away from you and they're not going to like you anymore just because of what you believe. So that happens. And in Hollywood, it's I'm an oxymoron. I mean, uh, a Hollywood conservative is just, you know. It doesn't exist, <laughs> not really. Now, Hollywood yeah. Republicans re- exist, but not necessarily conservatives. Right. Uh, and, you know, we've seen, I mean, Kelsey Grammer and, and uh, Tom Selleck and uh, James Woods. I, I guess James has to be one yeah, of those James guys. James Woods has got a loud voice. I, I've really, I've, I met James once. We were in a golf tournament together and rode together at a Frank Sinatra golf tournament in Palm Springs, and I got to know him a little bit. Uh, but that's the only uh, re- you know connection I had with him. But I'm very proud of him to step forward and really start uh, voicing his opinion. He's doing a great job. Yeah, very sharp wit too. Hey, Mark, let me go to yeah. you. Uh, what's your take on the the Georgia sixth congressional uh, election that happened yesterday? Uh, the report said that uh, Ossoff was getting donations from California, uh, a nine to one margin compared to what was he was receiving from the district in which he was running. But yet the GOP still won, and and you had. Ossoff being supported by the majority of the press and the Hollywood elites. And, uh, you know, Karen Handel ended up winning by by six points. What's your take on that? Well, the first thing you know is everyone on the left, which basically is the entire media, was saying that this election was going to be uh, an entire referendum on President Trump and how the the country is rejecting him. Uh, It took CNN about three minutes 
to jump in and say, well, this was a bad night for Donald Trump because his candidate only won by six points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This is, and and the, the example I get of this is Napoleon. Napoleon retreating on Russia. And he's saying, no, we're not retreating on Russia. We're advancing on Paris. <laughs> change the narrative <laughs> that's, that's brilliant sheer brilliance uh folks we're talking uh with chuck woolery and with mark young uh their show is blunt force truth and uh, uh let me go back to chuck uh, otto warmbier who was an american citizen who was detained by the north koreans came back home uh in a coma and died here in the last couple of days tucker carlson yeah. on his show last night articulated some of the reaction from the political left and i wanted to play what tucker was reading and then get your reaction to it listen to this meanwhile salon.com said warmbier's humiliation was quote richly deserved and called him quote america's biggest idiot frat boy huffpo gloated that quote north korea proves your white male privilege is not universal those quotes are real we're not making them up and they're disgusting uh, that was his take chuck what do you think yeah, well, you know, that's a that's a perfect example of why the left is losing uh, and why they're losing consistently. It's uh, it's that attitude of uh, you're to blame. Now, I there's an argument to be made as to why in the world he was there in the first place. I, I have no desire, nor would I want my children. And I have children his age to go to North Korea and look around and anything else. You, it's just asking for trouble. So, OK, that aside. These people are just brutal. They could care less. And the left is kind of brutal, too. And I think the American people are just sick of it. It's really interesting. In the last year and a half, maybe two years, since Trump started running, I really believe that the American people have picked up on what the mainstream media is, what the Democratic Party really is, and they don't like it. And that's why they're losing elections. And uh, it's just exposure. It's like somebody new at school comes in and everybody gets their personality finally and goes, oh, they're a snake. They're not <laughs> the nice person I thought they were. So I think this is what's happening. And I'm and I'm happy for it, frankly, because, uh, you know, they just do some really nasty things. This whole thing with the, the guy getting shot, as, what's his name, Scalise, at uh, the... Uh, Steve uh, Scalise, yeah. and all that and how they turned that around. I mean, we were together for about a quick five minutes until he reached the hospital, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's that same kind of attitude, which predominates is, is, uh, is the typical attitude of the left. And I think it's exposing them for who they are. Uh, it's nasty and people do not like it. Yeah. And to be, and to be bipartisan about this, uh, John McCain jumps onto the scene yesterday and I agree with the sentiment, and I think you echoed that, Chuck, where, you know, uh, going to North Korea, not a good idea. Uh, John McCain, though, idea. yeah, uh, John McCain took it to another level saying that um, if Americans are stupid enough <laughs> to go to North Korea, they should sign a waiver. And this is a day after Otto Warmbier dies. And there, here's here's John well, that's McCain. That's insensitive, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I mean, that's sentiment okay. The family. I mean, they, they certainly are aware of that. They're, they've gone yeah. through this now for over a year. And uh, there's no sense rubbing it in. But, yeah, I, I mean, it timing. is certainly an argument. It's, uh, there's, no, there's no reason for our people to be running around Iran, uh, in North Korea, and places like that. You're, you're just looking for trouble. Yeah, but yeah, let these I, people bury their child first. Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think the sentiment was good. The timing was just awful. Okay, Mark, to you, right. uh, and, and uh, Chuck took us right where I wanted to go with you, because 
as as Chuck mentioned, we we had this kumbaya moment for what five minutes, and then all of a sudden, uh, Pelosi, Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they're all opening up on Republicans because of what's going on with health care. They are upset that they're not being made. Uh, a part of the repeal of Obamacare, but they declared they didn't want to be a part of any repeal of Obamacare. So what do you make of, uh, uh, of those dueling messages and why they're not being called on it by those who are allegedly uh, the press? Here's the problem with calling out the Democrats. The, the issue is, Chris, who's going to call them out? You, Chuck, me, maybe Tucker Carlson, maybe uh, Sean Hannity. Rush Limbaugh, we don't have we don't have the major voices. We don't have the platforms that they have, and the main street, lib, uh, the liberal media, is complicit in this. They are they are part of the democratic machine. Oh, you know, I'll I'll add to that, Mark, uh, and I, I believe that they are the democratic machine, and they're leading <laughs> the Democrats in what to do. I think they're the leaders in this, not the uh, responders to what the Democrats are doing. Yeah, you it's know, why I think- we need voices like you, Chris, and and Chuck doing what we're doing. It we. This is what we have to do if we want to get the truth out. Well, it does seem like the insane are running the asylum. We had this story yesterday. These these kids, uh, products of government-run schools, uh, Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington, their take on the First Amendment is F free speech. Uh, and they, and they, they want white people to voluntarily leave a campus for a day, a day of absence. And this this uh, professor, biology professor, Brett Weinstein, says, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to show up for work. And they call him a fascist and they call him a racist and a piece of excrement. And I'm cleaning that up. This is, these are the people who are leading the Democrat Party. And you find a lot of these people inside of the inside of the mainstream press. And, and you wonder fascist. why they're losing elections. <laughs> and he's a fascist and he's Jewish, right? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's all mixed up. They, it just, you know, they just throw this hyperbole. Uh, it's just unbelievable. They have no argument. They can't win the debate. So they just uh, throw words at you and names and whatever. They've been doing this for a long, long time. This is yep. actually nothing new. But I'll tell you what is new. And that is on college campuses today during uh, graduations. They literally were asking for segregation, the left. They wanted <laughs> no. to segregate LGBT. They wanted to segregate black from white, Hispanic from black and white. From I mean, we fought for segregation, I think, in the 60s with yeah, the Republican get Senate getting the Civil Rights Bill through so that Johnson could sign it. And most people yeah. don't know that. But, you know, they got, we, we finished with segregation. Now it's back again. And the left is leading the charge. What see, is that I all think- about? I, I have been of a mind that if you're going to fight racism, I think you ought to stop being racist first. I mean, I guess the first predicate. Hey, guys, we're up against the clock. I know you guys understand what that's about. Emmy award-winning game show legend Chuck Woolery and uh, serial entrepreneur Mark Young. They are the, the, the duo that makes up Blunt Force Truth. Uh, well, guys, where can we find your show? BluntForceTruth.com, iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, I think I've covered it. But BoneForceTruth.com is kind of an interesting site. Go visit us there. Nice. Hey, guys, I appreciate the conversation. I really enjoyed our conversation when I was on your program. So thanks for being here on the Salcedo Show. We Thank loved you. having you. Loved being with you, Chris. Hope to talk to you again soon. 888 It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Let's get the breaking news over to Fox News Channel right now. There's been a stabbing in Michigan. A man yelling, Alu Akbar, stabbing a Michigan police officer. Let's listen in. I wonder, where, where do you put up the defense shields? Where do you put up the security? Where do you separate the, the public and the, and, and the screening uh, to prevent harm to the public? But it does sort of twist around the old adage, we have our planes to worry about. No, we, sometimes it yeah, isn't well, even when you're near the plane. I know, but I th- Neil, I think we need to do a much better job, uh, you know, without changing you know, necessarily, we don't not change in the Constitution, but, you know, the Attorney General guidelines, uh, you know, the political correct uh, uh, training that's, uh, that is absent, uh, the motive for, for this jihad, uh, these are things that have to change, just like the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain said the other day, you know, they have to, we have to do things differently. I mean, we've been uh, just sitting back, basically, and getting, taking this, uh, and it's just a matter of time before something, you know, actually kills a lot of people. So I don't think, I'm not saying we need a police state, but we need to have a lot more sensibility about, you know, and good strategy, a lot of which President Trump wants to do, about vetting. You know, heretofore, we didn't have a clue who these people were, whether they were Sharia people, which is totally inconsistent with our Constitution. Uh, totally in, inconsistent right. with, uh, you know, the... we got to do a lot more. we got to do a lot more of it. All right. Thank I you mean, there's just a lot more things that have to You're be right, done, James. including getting we'll the... more, right. All right, that's James Callstrom. He was a former FBI assistant director. Uh, Fox was, as you can hear, Neil Cavuto trying to wrap up rather quickly. He was up against a hard break, had to get out. So that's about all we know. A stabbing at a Michigan airport... A Michigan airport. That's where this was all going down. And uh, the man yelling, Alu Akbar. Now, uh, as many on the American left will say, we can't jump to any conclusions <laughs> by what was motivating this guy. Uh, even though he was following a pattern that has been outlined by uh, jihadists, he was shouting Alu Akbar, which is God is great and is a, an anthem of our declared enemy. We can't make any assumptions, you see. Uh, you know what? Let me uh, turn the Wayback Machine here. This was just before we joined Neil Cavuto. It may have some information that we didn't get a chance to get. Press reports, it uh, goes a little further than that. You know, um, I want to switch gears, if you don't mind, uh, James, in this incident. Uh in Michigan at at, at the airport where an officer was stabbed in the neck. It was the first critical condition, now stable. Uh, All points, you know, science points to someone who, uh, you know, obviously was extreme, shouted Ali Akbar. Uh, We keep seeing this playing out in different locales across the country, the world. Uh, 
authorities are going to be speaking to the press very shortly on this, but this was at an airport, uh, and, and this was no warning, and, and there you go. That's what you know. That's what we have. What do you think? Well, Neil, I, I think we're going to continue to see things like this. You know, the motive is uh, sort of global. I mean, it's uh, broadcast, you know, over the Internet and, and uh, you know, the public uh, media. So uh, there are going to be people that uh, that are conspiratorial, uh, that react to these uh, this jihad, and there's going to be uh, uh, lone, you know, lunatics that... that uh, I have no idea if this person at the Flint uh, airport uh, was by himself or not, but I think it's really irrelevant to a large extent, other than a conspiracy usually involves uh, things that are going to kill a lot more people than uh, just one person, but that's not necessarily the case depending on what type of weapon they use. But, uh, yeah, Neil, I think we're going to see more and more of this uh, throughout the throughout the West. You know, you think about it, James, you know, it said, like, talked about it on, on incidents that, at, at, you know, uh, on airlines, but now increasingly, if you think of the attack about a year and a half ago uh, at, at an airport, um, you almost wonder, where, where do you put up the defense shields? Where do you put up the security? Where do you separate? And that's where we joined uh, Neil Cavuto before we got to the break. So, or uh, back from the break. <sighs> Where where do you draw that line between uh, freedom of of expression, freedom of religion, and and then safety and then security? I guess we have to apply the same standard we do as conservatives that we do to the Second Amendment. You come to the United States, and you are innocent until proven guilty. It is our political opposition, ladies and gentlemen who believe in guilty and then you got to prove yourself innocent. They've, they've turned the American ideal of innocent until proven guilty on its ear, in particular when it serves their own political purposes. But when it comes to individuals who come into this country from other nations, in particular from the Middle East, that is the assumption we have to go on. Now, there is, there is a way to approach this to ensure that those who are coming in here really want to be Americans. We have to uh, make sure that they are coming here to us to assimilate, to be a part of our culture, make sure that they're gainfully employed, that they're not coming here to plug themselves into our vast welfare system that is bankrupting our nation. And that, that they uh, will learn and adhere to the constitution of the United States. None of this, Sharia law business, as the former FBI assistant assistant director had made allusion to, that there there is there is no compatibility between Sharia law and the Constitution of the United States. None, zero, nada. And it's foolish and irresponsible, out of a insane notion of political correctness, to sit there and say that there is a way for those two to be compatible. Sharia law is brutal, it's repressive, it's prejudice. Sharia law is uh, sexist. And uh, there's no other way I can put it. It is antithetical to a government of, by, and for the people, the freedoms that we enjoy in this country. Sharia law is is every bit as bad as liberalism is. Centralized governing governing authority. Every... Uh, every bit as 
repressive as uh, communism is, or dictatorships, uh, uh, or fascists. So uh, it's it is incompatible with the American ideal, and we have to be very clear about that. But that same time, I don't think I don't think that we should be looking suspect at people simply because they choose to worship a certain way. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Rich. Uh, let, hold on, I got. I've got. I've got to dip into this. Demoralized and out of power in the U.S. House, U.S. Senate, governorships, and state legislatures, the Democratic Party is not in a good place. Joining me now, Democratic Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts. Congressman, good to see you. As always, as results rolled in last night, you tweeted, quote, Asif race better be a wake-up call. For Democrats, business as usual isn't working. Time to stop rehashing 2016 and talk about the future. Uh, the post-mortem is going on right now, folks, over in the liberal bastions like CNN and MSNBS. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is getting heat today. Nancy Pelosi as being the leader of the Democrats. <laughs> should she, should this antiquated dinosaur, and I'm saying that not as a reflection of her obvious advanced years, her ideology, her ideas are, are Jurassic. They're, they, leftist ideas are as old as dirt. Collectivism has failed throughout human history. And that's what Nancy Pelosi brings to the Democrat Party. The resist movement, as we articulated earlier in the show. Hey, Dems, how's that working out for y'all? <laughs> I'm just, look, I'm asking. How is burning down your neighborhoods working out for y'all? How is... Uh, threatening to kick the crap out of your political opposition. How's that working out for y'all? How is shooting at Republicans? How's that working out for y'all? I'm just asking. So here you have Jake Tapper, well, rightly pointing out over at CNN, um, <laughs> things aren't working out so well. And there, you know, Nancy Pelosi has... Uh, some political opposition with the Democrat Party, some of the younger folks who see this large lurch left and Nancy Pelosi having her head so far up Barack Obama's rear end she could give him a colonoscopy. Same thing with Harry Reid. And where they took the Democrats. Do you realize the Democrat Party rarely, rarely stood up to Barack Obama? As a matter of fact, it happened so infrequently. I can't remember one time where they stood up to Barack Obama, not one time. When he was bashing the Jewish state of Israel, very few Democrats stood up to him and never confronted him directly, never said, I disagree with the president on this, never said that. When he was 
kissing Vladimir Putin's, Vladimir Putin's rear end on Crimea. Not one Democrat, not one Democrat stood and said, you know, I can't get behind that. When he was doing that insane, insane pro-Iranian nuke deal, not one Democrat stood up. And they didn't dare. Uh, representatives like, uh, who was it, Seth Moulton, didn't dare. Because if he did, the, the ire of Nancy, they, they threaten and they coerce because they're good little leftists there on the Democrat side of the aisle. I mean, it's just that's the nature of who they are, totalitarian by nature. You step out of line, you step out of the party line, and you are, you are smacked hard. There's no independence. There was no independence from Barack Obama among Democrats. Uh, also, a, a, a virtue of the Democrat Party is they don't think for themselves. They're collectivists. Groupthink. That's what they're all about. Whatever you say, Obama. Whatever you say, Obama. Whatever Obama says, that's what we say. That was Nancy Pelosi's position. That was Harry Reid's dumbass position. That's all they did was kiss that guy's rear end. And all Barack Obama did was kiss despots and dictators' rear ends the entire eight years he was in there. As a matter of fact, the only guys that, that Obama got tough with were our allies and our friends and Republicans. Anyhow, um, so that's all happening today uh, after this rather historic, I would say, uh, uh, series of elections. Trump and the GOP winners all. Now, one part I didn't play for Chuck Willary from Tucker Carlson's show last night was, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Wilmore, Larry Wilmore. Uh, you got, you remember who he is, Ellie? Larry Wilmore? No. All right. He used to work at Comedy Central. He had a show. Uh, let me say, he had a show. <laughs> this was, now th this, this is when Otto Warmbier, and, and since you've been listening to the show, and I know you've been paying attention, Otto Warmbier is the guy who was, who was wrongly jailed by which country? Go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> North Korea? That a girl, see? You know what she says. She gets all of her news from the Chris Salcedo show. Don't you? Isn't this true? Isn't this true? It's when, the when you, only way to get your news. When you come to work, this, this is her time to get informed. About if you what's want the truth, the then yes. Yes. You want the truth? And if I don't talk about it, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so Otto Warmbier was jailed by the North Koreans and went through that show trial where they put him on trial. And Tucker Carlson played Larry Wilmore's take on this. He's an alleged comedian. Of course, he wasn't, nobody found him funny. I think that's why, number one, uh, Comedy Central got rid of him. Number two, I mean, listen to this guy. His, a fellow American was wrongly jailed by a communist country. And this was Larry Wilmore's take. Otto Frederick Warmbier? <laughs> Did this kid get arrested in North Korea and then just gave the cop his fake ID? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we've got American student Otto Warmbier here. His, his birthday's 420. Um, and he lives on 69 Weed Avenue. Listen up, frat boy. Uh, this isn't like the time you stole Sigep's goat. 
This is North Korea. So you watch the tape of an American being humiliated during a show trial, and that's what you say? That guy's show got canceled, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So Tucker wasn't very impressed with Larry Wilmore. No, apparently neither were the, the viewers and neither was Comedy Central. But again, this is another reason why I believe, and Chuck Willary touched on this, is Americans aren't into this. Even Democrats say, wait a minute, you see a bunch of commies take one of our countrymen, humiliate him, and then, of course, beat him to death. And all you have to say is, and this is why I was so critical of John McCain yesterday for calling, for calling warm beer stupid the day after the man died. It's like, okay, yeah, I understand. You shouldn't be going over to North Korea. You shouldn't go to these, you shouldn't go to Iran. You shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. I, I get that. But the day after the guy dies, you call him stupid and oh, sign this waiver? Good grief. So progressives, whether they be John McCain or this Larry Wilmore reprobate or the folks from Salon, they, 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 they boiled this down to white privilege and a frat boy. That's what they did. And people go, people, people are not wired in general to be that hate-filled for this long. I mean, what is it? It's, it's been months now that the the Democrat slash liberal progressive community has been on hate, 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 hate. That's all they do. They hate Trump. They hate Republicans. They hate conservatives. And to the to the point where these reprobates will get on national television, well, Comedy Central, <laughs> will get on Comedy Central and say crap like that. And people go, no, not for me. That's that. I'm not, I'm not that much of a sadist. I'm not that much of, a, of an uncaring, unfeeling person. People are rejecting it. And they're rejecting it handily. So there's that component I wanted to make sure we talked a little bit about today. And there's another story out there that I didn't want you guys to miss. Now, this story comes from our pals at Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch announced, yeah, when is today's date? Today's the 21st, so it's two days ago. Judicial Watch announced two days ago that the National Security Council, the NSC, on May 23rd, 2017, informed Judicial Watch by letter that the materials regarding the unmasking by Obama National Security Advisor Susan Rice of the identities of any U.S. citizens associated with the Trump presidential campaign or transition team have been removed to the Obama presidential library. You heard me right. The alleged and highly suspect actions of illegally and improperly unmasking Americans' name for politics' sake done by Team Obama, which the FISA security court had deemed inappropriate and said it was a systematic action that the Obama administration had undertaken for years. A violation of Americans' Fourth Amendment rights. Team Obama said, let me be clear, uh, those documents are very important to me and uh, we're going to take them to the uh, Obama library. Let me be clear. 
You know how long he can sit on those? Five years. Five years. And the theory is that in five years, there'll be another breaking story. There'll be another story, and and Obama will be a, a, a distant memory. He won't be, by the way, because the cancer of Barack Obama will continue to eat away at the United States of America, even if Trump is able to, to get us back in the po- path of prosperity and strength once again. There will still be harm done by Obama we'll be feeling in five years. Mark my words. Mark my words. As a matter of fact, if the Republicans don't do repeal and replace with a sunset provision, meaning we don't have a permanent entitlement there, we'll be feeling the effects of the Obama administration for the rest of our lives. Because now you've got the Republican Party saying, yeah, we need an entitlement here. Let's put an entitlement here. Let's spend trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars here because the government needs to be involved in health care. Obama said so. <laughs> so anyway, that's the theory. The most transparent administration, blah, 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 has made sure that you and I won't know the depths at least to the greatest degree they possibly could, the depths of how they violated your and my Fourth Amendment rights. I'll be right back. The next generation of talk radio, The Chris Salcedo Show, on the Blaze Radio Network. Barack Obama could have been a better party leader. And I think that the fact that he um, wasn't uh, has put his legacy in jeopardy. That's uh, extremist left-winger Keith Ellison. Uh, He is the vice chairman, heavy stress on the word vice, of the Democrat National Committee. Now, he said that after Barack Obama left office. None of this talk was while Barack Obama was in office. Democrats showed no independence when Barack Obama was in office. Democrats just went along with every anti-American, kooky, nutty thing that he went in, went in the direction of. They even spot the most important thing, as we mentioned this earlier as well, most important thing to Democrats, where the sun rose and fell on Democrats is where transgenders were going to go to the bathroom. And transgenders make about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of this society. And there were no pushes to deny them the ability to use the restroom. But, but Republicans said, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to, to punish people for not wanting, you know, those who identify as a certain gender to be able to, uh, to be able to use whatever dressing room or bathroom they wish that would infringe on other people. Democrats didn't care. And that was their most important issue. And, and then they sat back and go, gee, I wonder why we're, we're losing elections. We lost a lot of state house seats, governorships, secretaries of states. His true legacy is in danger. And I think that he can't say that it wasn't, he wasn't part of those losses. I mean, 
Who else? Yeah, who else? And where was this talk when he was in office? We can't, we can't oppose Obama. We, we are Democrats. We just do whatever Obama tells us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. But I want to support Obama. And I just, Obama does not, Obama is God. Obama. <laughs> That's my clueless dem voice. I got to work on that. I, I, I think I can make that even stronger. But you guys all get the point. There was, there was no independence, and there was certainly no emphasis from the Democrat Party on those who really matter their constituents they sacrifice the well-being of their constituents to please obama for obama's legacy obamacare is a perfect example of that remember everybody society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government but rather how much power is reserved for we the people great day see you tomorrow the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.